because of her back. Cause she still has that back injury. That's why she's constantly wrapped up when you see her come out. Uh, you know. Yeah. Ring, that could so. be true. That that could be true. You you might be right. But also, I we might. Hey, girl, uh, uh, girl and boy. What what if? I just had this premonition. What if? You know, of course, this week they have Charlotte versus Sasha. Next week they have Charlotte versus Bailey, and then all of a sudden it culminates to the first ever women's Hell in the Cell match come Hell in the Cell because that's technically the next Raw pay per view. Yeah. You know what? What you, Millie? You being you being a ambassador for women's wrestling. What do you think if that happened? I would be freaking, personally, I would murk out because we really haven't had, you know, mainstream-wise, because I'm pretty sure, I'm, I know that there's been other matches, you know, cage matches with other women in the Indies wrestling industry, but um, for WWE, this would actually kind of, in a sense, um, really push the women's revolution into a, into a deeper, uh, you know, appreciation, into a deeper um, insight as to women can really do what men do. I'm, I'm, mm, at yeah. that point, I'm all going for Bailey at that. If it's hell in the cell with them, all three of them again, and I'm, yeah. I'm calling it. Bailey's run, um, Bailey's falling off the cage, off the top of their cage. I'm just saying, I'm dumb. <laughs> she okay. just, Bailey and, just has that charisma that she's she's safe, but she's crazy at the same time as being safe. She's not afraid to push the envelope. Never has been. And Little Punk, I, I know you're a fan of all three competitors, uh, you know, of this feud. What do you think if they did push it that, to, towards that limit? Because, believe it or not, Sasha has said in previous interviews that she wants to be in the first ever women's Hell in the Cell with Bailey. But, of course, they could throw Charlotte in the mix because, technically, it's the next pay-per-view coming up. What, what do you think if that happened? You know, like Mimi said, you know that would be amazing for the first time ever to see women in a Hell in the Cell match. That would be extraordinary. But you know, like she said, I would probably want to go for Bailey at that point because you know it's such a big deal match, and I'm having her win that would be like very push her even farther than she has been. But yeah, basically Mimi saw for me that would be a really amazing match to witness if and, and hopefully it does happen at Hell in the Cell. Well, for sure, we could all agree that it will be history in the making. So, mm-hmm. with a, of course, how we always do, except that this is not a grade, this is a vote. Uh, you know, with all votes in this room, uh, who wants to see the first ever Hell in the Cell between these three women? I vote yes. I vote yeah. yes. Yep. Okay, so it's anonymous. Guys, so just because Aaron Solo will be on the air does not mean we're favoring Bailey most. We just all love Bailey so much because she's just the bigger hug. She's just the big hugger. <laughs> <laughs> well, so I was like, well, well, I'm hearing Bailey's name a lot. What about Sasha? What about Charlotte? No, no favorites. It's just Sasha's a great wrestler. Always will be. She's pushed the envelope just like Bailey. That's why their match took the match of the women's match of the year. Or NXT Brooklyn. You know. uh, well, so. just for the record, if, if if Bailey ever had the chance to to hug me, I'm saying, uh, I think I would not be in the right pages with Aaron. 
<laughs> just saying because I, they'll need a crane to pull me off. <laughs> I'm just saying. Well, I can personally say I've gotten to hug from Bailey, happy birthday, and an even, even a picture with her, with her um her women's NXT title. So I'm I've been accomplished in my book. Uh, well, uh, and of course, our audio guy, Matthew. Thank you, Matthew. You always have to be the opposite of us. I know. He votes no for Hell in the Cell. You know what, Matthew? That's why you're an audio guy and you're not a host. Anyway, um, <laughs> so, uh, guys, we are now accepting applications for audio guy because he might be fired for always being the opposite. Um <laughs> I'm just kidding, Matthew. I'm just kidding. Uh, but basically, uh, here, here's the thing. That they are a great set of women. As a matter of fact, their last, their last. God, and they're Matthew. Stop distracting us, damn it. We're trying to conduct a show. Uh, anyway, uh, so guys, again, let, let's go back to uh, to term, terms here. Um, also, another thing that's that's happening is, of course, the Sheamus and, and Cesaro team up. Guys, mm-hmm. I, okay, this is just as a fan. Okay, I cannot express of how much I am upset about that all of a sudden random team up thing. Listen. They did great classic matches with each other. And I know where this is heading. This is going to be, I hate you, you hate me, uh, you know, every single week until that certain week that they all of a sudden, they're on the same page. Listen, I'd rather see them face each other than, than, of course, team up with each other. And I loved the best of seven. That that series they they were having, I loved it. But that whole team up thing, I'm not a fan of it. Hopefully they don't end up winning the tag titles. Hopefully they they continue a program with the club. Uh, and, and God forbid. And and best wishes to Kofi by the way, for, uh, Kofi Kingston for that major major gash last week that he received during his match against the club. But uh, you know that's just my opinion on that story. Uh, Millie, what, what what do you think about that team up? Um, I actually, I actually would like to see how this is gonna, um, you know, take. Because again, they're they're amazing alone as individual entities, but why not put two big powerhouses together against another? You know, it's just why not? You know, like so. I kind of wish they would they would have just finished their best of seven and then made them do the tag team. But this is where we're at right now. To do, you know. Yeah, uh, it, it is what it is, you know. It is what it is. But oh god! And now Rick, our security, is now telling us here that he wants Dana. <laughs> <laughs> uh, a little, uh, a little behind there on topics there, Rick. <laughs> anyway, uh, but ba- okay, but basically, yeah, Matthew's right. He also just mentioned a uh, Austin and Triple H when they did their team up. Uh, again, I-, I understand the point. I like I-, I I just I'm not feeling it, man. Like they had classics with each other, and I I'm just not. I don't know. I'm not sold, Millie. I, I can't say that I'm sold on that tag team idea. Uh, Little Punk, what what do you think about it? Yeah, no, I agree with you, George. I am not a fan at all. You know, like like you oh. said, I like, 
I'm sorry. I I honestly don't like. I I love both of those superstars. I think they had, like you said, amazing amazing matches. But I just can't see them together unless, like you said, it's in the way that that like it would be interesting to see them. We you know what I don't know how to put this like in the terms. Would be interesting to see though is if they have them go up to the point that they win the titles, but then all of a sudden just like 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 tear apart and see what they would do. The you, you, you get what I'm saying, right, George? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I get what you're saying. Like, look, if they won the tag titles, Punk, if they won the little, uh, the tag titles, little Punk, let's put it this way. Yeah, sure, they won the tag titles, but who in the right mind can actually challenge that team? Because look at the raw roster when it comes to the tag teams. They have the uh, – don't they – no, I think the Ascension's on SmackDown. Uh, right, they have – Wrong place. Huh? The wrong place. No, Ascension, no. Mm-mm. Don't ever put them on the wrong place. So Ascension's place. on Raw. No. Okay, well. No, they're on SmackDown. Oh, they're on SmackDown? Okay. So, but let's look I at the Raw tag team roster at least. For... <laughs> well, let's look at the tag team roster real quick at Raw. Just for the main ones that they're focusing on at least. Uh, they have the Shining Stars. Uh-uh. Can be, cannot beat Sheamus and, and uh, Cesaro, okay? I'm sorry. The club, maybe uh, club. I'm going for the club. Yeah, like literally the club is the only team that look believable to beat Sheamus and Cesaro, and they've already lost twice to smaller guys. So what does that make it look like? <laughs> Come on. They're, like the club to me, losing twice to the New Day, back-to-back, made them already say, hey, if you can't beat small guys, how are you expected to beat big guys? Big guys. You know, it's only fact. I'm just saying, it's only fact. So, around the room, around the room, who's a fan of the the Cesaro-Sheamus team-up? I vote no. I vote yeah. Billy? I'm not. Okay. Okay, so two favors over one. Sorry, we're not fans. <laughs> Matthew, I think you need See? to throw George some Q-tips because apparently he can't hear me. Someone, please his ears out. <laughs> well, listen, Millie, this is what happens with women in professional wrestling. Us men over always overpower the women. So go, go, go to your corner. Anyway, the the point is. <laughs> <laughs> I, Millie, stop looking at me like that. Anyway, uh, Millie, you can, stop. You can feel the burn. You can feel the burn. <laughs> Listen, just because I tell you the truth about women in this business does not mean that you know you have to be all butthurt about it. So, so anyway, back to the point at hand. Now, also, guys, to announce, we were talking about this off the air. Now we're super, super, super excited to announce the Dusty Rhodes Tag Team Classic is returning this this year. And God damn, what a tag team roster on the tournament we got this year. Millie, by any chance, do do you want to do the honors and, and talk about it? I will talk about a few that I am very interested in, and you can finish the rest. I am looking so forward to the Johnny and Papa again. I know they're going to dominate it again, as they always do. Now, guys, if you did not watch MXP last Wednesday, you definitely missed out on a once-in-a-lifetime. Well, you can always go back and watch it. 
whoever wins the tag team titles next, whether the Revival keeps them or the Revival loses it to Tommaso Ciampa and, and Johnny Gargano, I think the next heel tag team, okay, to win those tag titles is going to be the Authors of Pain. No, yeah. No I, bones I, about I, it. I don't doubt it, but it's just who are they going to have beat the Revival? See, now, my thing with the, the Authors of Pain, as I'm watching them through the last, throughout the weeks on NXT, I'm I'm definitely not liking what they're doing with them. They're they're in the sense they're they're the Nia Jax and Braun Strowman of Raw slash SmackDown slash you know NXT. Because for instance, how we all know and love Mr. 450 and John Cruz were on there against the Arthur's of Pain, and they made them look very mm-hmm. small. Which those those two are not small at all. Those two can pack on punches and pack on moves yeah. that, that no one's ever seen. So, again, they are doing what they're doing to Nia Jax and to Braun Strowman, and I'm not feeling it. I'm not liking it. I was very pissed when I watched the match because I thought I was actually going to get a match of a lifetime with with the two guys I've grown to love in the industry, and I didn't get that at their full potential. Like, they just made them look like they were like little rag dolls. Like, hey, let me throw you across the ring. Here you go. One, two, yeah, three. Yeah, but the thing is, yeah. you have to look at it this way. At least they got the chance to be on there, like, no, uh, many I get, guys no, get I to get be that, on there. Definitely, but I would love to see them, you know, would have brought out their talents a little bit more. That That's where I'm going with it. I don't like how NXT suppressed it. You feel what I'm saying? I just yeah, think they should have well, given a little bit. So I have to say, in an honest opinion, I feel like this, uh, you know, as far as the winner of the tag team classic, I feel like it's a toss-up because everyone's picking their own person. Like, I picked the Authors of Pain. Uh, Millie, I believe you picked uh, – uh, don't tell me. Don't tell me. It's just I heard so many goddamn tag teams all said it in the same time. It's like, oh, who? <laughs> okay, you wanted to see the revival, little punk? No, nah, I'm going for the glorious 10th. Okay, yeah, you I'm wanted to between, go for the I'm glorious ten. I'm on the fence. I'm between Tampa and Gargano and the glorious ten. I'm really on yeah, the fence. Yeah, yeah, I'm the I same way. I'm between them two. I love them. Like, oh my god, they're just especially Johnny. You know, yes, Johnny's, have his, 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 you know. Johnny's just awesome at what he does, and you know, and overall person. And I just, I just feel like it's kind of his time, especially Champa's time to really shine and give them tag team. You know, they're finally giving the, the indie guys things to actually look forward to. You feel what I'm saying? So yeah. it's like, why not give it to them? Like, just, like, you know, of course Bobby Roode's going to be there for a long time, for another, maybe another couple of months or whatever it is. So is Todd Dillinger. Why not have a, you know, like a, a nice little rivalry between them now? Why not? Like, well, I would just love to Definitely. I know well, that's let me just. Uh, happen, but I would go, that was my dream match. Oh God, bro, g- g- here, have my mic, Matthew. I, I know you wanted to say something about wh- what do you want, Matthew. Oh, what do I want? Okay. Yeah. What, All right, what, what so, happened? You, you you wanted to speak to what? <laughs> well, I, I did. I definitely did. I definitely did. But we're just forgetting about somebody who has a mystery partner that we'll find yeah, out this I, week I, about, Mr. Austin Aries himself. But he's not my pick. My pick for this, I'm going to go a little bit different from all you guys. Even though my top three, each of your pick, no, my top four is each of your picks. I'm just going to let you know that right now. I have to revive all my top four because they're a great team. Minnesota Wrestling Crew, that's all I think about. Now, yep. 
It, catch up on your wrestling, okay, Melly? Um, well, wow. maybe you got to catch up, meaning on your classic wrestling. You but got that's neither here nor there. So I got the revival. Of course, I got Tommaso and Chapa because they're my boys. Where are you? And I also have Rick. the, you know, the Authors of Pain. But the sleeper team, and this is what I'm pulling. I'm pulling out the sleeper card. Cedric Alexander and Cien. They're gonna, they're gonna, probably, that's gonna be the final four picks. That's gonna be the final four is right there. And you it's gonna go down to the people who are gonna win the Dusty Rhodes tag team tournament will be Tommaso Ciampa and Johnny Gargano. And then they'll go for the titles. They will lose the titles. Tommaso will turn heel on Johnny because they put on an epic match at the CWC. So why not have them have another one at a takeover? And guess who's going to be the new heel tag team champions? It will be the Authors of Pain. That's all I had to say about that. Well, thank you very much for your input, Matthew. I just mapped out the future. Okay. And I do do (laughs) like the the Sheamus and... uh, and uh, Cesaro's acting. I want to ask you about that. Can but, you please take the mic away? Please. But this is my thing about that. That's going to turn very ugly very soon. I do believe that there's going to be somebody turning turn somebody's ugly. back on it. That's it. Well, thank you very much, Matthew. I think I hear the soundboard beeping. Go back to audio. <laughs> thank you. I will. Bye. <laughs> All right. Then we muted his mic. Go, go back to working on the soundboard, man. Thank you. <laughs> this is what happens Rick, when, you, when you hire... You know, I don't, I don't like this. I don't like this. Listen, Millie, th- you are the one that handles the funds of Reality Check Radio. And for Christ's sake, we had a top ten list of audio guys to hire, and you picked number ten. <laughs> Why? <laughs> anyway, so <sighs> you see, this is this, this is why I. This is what happens when you put a woman in charge. Anyway, so guys. <laughs> what, what what did I say? I didn't say anything. Rick? Rick Foley? Where's Rick? She's standing up. Standing up. She's standing up, Rick. Make sure she's sitting. She's not so, supposed to get off her corner, chair. Millie. Back to your corner. Ding, ding, ding. Back to your corner. Th- thank you. Thank you. Con- remember, guys, uh, controversy and uh, is always a good thing. There's nothing wrong with that. A little, a little, uh, a little discontent is, is a good thing. <laughs> yep, it's a good. It's definitely. Listen. Listen. The only thing I have to worry about now, because Lorraine, you know, the Reality Check Radio Hall of Famer, uh, Lorraine is my COO. So basically, I, I have to even beware the fact that she has such a high position in that situation that she's there next to me. So come on, a woman, really? Anyway, so yes, Lorraine, I'm talking about you. <laughs> Uh, and literally, Speedy, literally. Um, <laughs> oh, I love you too, Lorraine. Yes, I will keep it up. Uh, so, <laughs> anyway, so guys, uh, also, uh, I forgot to mention this a little earlier. Uh, we hired a brand new co-host on this program. Her name is Mandy Scarlett. Uh, she's actually a professional wrestling manager. She's here from South Florida. She's ma- she currently manages uh, Zach Monster, uh, Monster basically down here in, in Florida. Uh, she's actually works for a 
company known as Real Pro Wrestling, but she has traveled all over the state of Florida with Zach. Uh, and she will be debuting here on the program next week with us because she was feeling a little ill today. Uh, but we look forward to working with her starting next week when Mandy Scarlett makes her debut here on Reality Check Radio. Uh, so we hope you feel better, Mandy. Uh, I hope you're. I know you're listening. We send you our wishes and our love uh, from your second family over here. So anyway. Uh, going back to uh, to the terminology of our show. So we talked about the Dusty Roads. We talked about Raw. We talked about uh, what – I don't think we're missing anything else. So, guys, here's another topic I wanted to bring up. I think this is going to lead us into the Aaron Solo interview, which will, will, which will pretty much close the show for us. Uh, this next topic is one that's going crazy all over social media, and that is what's going on with TNA. Is it bot? Is it what's their stance? Uh, especially because they had their Bound for well, Glory pay per view last night. Personally, the best match of the night last night, the Great War. Okay, that I think Matt Hardy is literally a, a diamond in the rough. And Matt Hardy used to be like that shadow behind Jeff Hardy, always being like Matt who? But now Matt Hardy finally found a character. A, a persona that made him jump out and say, hey, take notice of me. And I'm very, very happy for him. The guy has had a very rough, rough road in the world of professional wrestling, and I'm super happy that Matt finally found a persona that works for him. He's getting the attention. And let's put it this way. He's getting so much attention that the WWE are now interested to sign him but he's not interested because he has full 100% creative control of his broken mat in TNA, whereas he will literally be, yes, I'm using that word literally again, Speedy. He will literally be giving up that creative control to WWE if he were to be signed. Now, around the room, would you still want to see Matt Hardy get, you know, broken mat go to the WWE? Me, personally? I say yes. I think there could be a deal to work to, to be worked with, you know, where he could still have creative control. But I personally would love to see Matt Hardy grace the WWE ring again. Millie, what do you think? I personally would say keep him where he's at. I'm sorry. Because, again, even though the WWE definitely can give him a contract where he might have freedom, but he's not going to have the freedom that he has now, because WWE is going to definitely want still still going to want to have control. They do of every every other character personally. That's the way I feel. I like where he's at. He's doing. He's finally doing something. He's finally coming up where he's at, and understandable. You know, it's going to be more money, a bigger opportunity. But I just feel he has more free reign where he's at now. That's my opinion. All right, and Little Punk? I only have two words for you. <laughs> uh, I agree. Like, that's it. Just, oh, I my agree. God. Go again. Like, that's it. Like, <laughs> I agree 100%. I'm sorry. I just, I agree with that happening, you know, because, like you said, nobody knows for sure what's going on with TNA right now, but I heard that it did got bought by Dury, but only for the for the library. For the network, so that should be interesting if that does end up happening. 
well, to talk about that now that you bring it up, Little Punk, I've heard rumors like that too that it was bought, but I've heard that it was Billy Corgan who made the purchase, uh, meaning the the guy, the lead singer from Smashing Pumpkins. Uh, but here's the thing: there was reports. If this is true, I'm not saying this is 100% true because we haven't had an announcement from WWE, we haven't had an announcement from TNA, nothing. So this is just hypothetically speaking. From what I hear, if Billy Corgan did purchase TNA, it would still not help with the financial restraint that they currently have right now. The the reason why it's being sold, they think that it would not help. So why are you going to spend over $600,000, I think it is, for a company you can't even save because you're putting it back into the issue that you're selling it in the first place because you owe so many wrestlers money. The only company you can rely on for the money issue right now, and look, truth be told, Vince McMahon is a billionaire, it's the WWE. <laughs> I'm serious. So... My personal opinion, if there was anyone that I would like to see buy the, the TNA, you know, uh, TNA product, is the WWE, and not because they will own it, but because the fans will win, because we will have more bang for our buck for the subscribers of the WWE Network. A bigger library, better DVDs, more, you know, range superstars in the, you know, in the cruiserweight division, so on and so forth. So, Millie, what's your take on the whole buying of TNA thing? I think they should. But I still feel that if WWE does buy them, I feel like it's going to be a, like an oxymoron because a lot of these guys left WWE to then be signed with TNA to now be bought back by WWE. It's going to be one hell of a conflict, one hell of a conflict with a lot of these, a lot of these men, especially like Cody, all right back, you know, things like that. Cause you know, with TNA, they give them, they give their guys more of a free reign to still do indie shows, mm-hmm. still, you know, and then in the fact that they do buy TNA, are are they going to keep some of the guidelines? You know, are they gonna, some of the guys still going to be able to say, hey, everybody have, you know, this, this, and this going on with the indies? Are they still going to honor that? Or are they going to tell them, look, you're going to have to stop booking because now we, you know, in a sense, we own you. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So. Yeah. I'm all for it for them buying it, but at the same time, it's like a lot of these guys that we're, we're, we that we are able to see, you know, at these mm-hmm. small small indie shows like Cody and you know things like that, um, mm-hmm. we probably will not get the chance to see unless we go to a WWE show again. You know, yeah. so it's just it, one of those. It's like it's like darn if you do, darn if you don't. Yeah, good point. And, and Lorraine, by the way, uh, mentions in the in the chat room uh, that she would love to see Matt in the WWE, but she would love it more to see Jeff come back. And I I kind of have to agree with her. A lot of people, a lot of fans are actually more on the side of Jeff Hardy coming back to WWE than Matt. But at the same time, you know, even if Jeff had that like that momentum to say, yeah, they want him more back than Matt. Matt is really trailing not that far behind, guys, <laughs> because Matt's popularity is increasing and increasing very, very fast when it comes to uh, beating his brother. So 
watch. And yes, Matt, I would love to see Bray Wyatt versus Matt Hardy. They were teasing it on Twitter, as a matter of fact, not too long ago uh, about that whole stuff because uh, they were having a back and forth on Twitter uh, with Bray saying that he took his gimmick and Matt responding saying, oh, it's not, I, I didn't steal your gimmick. There's a difference between what you are and the broken that I am. And, and I would love to see those two go at it and it's in promos. Little Punk, wh- what do you think about this whole TNA thing? Um, there is so much irony, like we were saying, that goes into this because, like she said, half of the roster in TNA, well, not half, but most of them, are guys that left WWE just to go to TNA. And the fact that if TNA is, is in fact bought from Dewey, they have to go back from TNA to Dewey, which honestly sucks, especially for guys like Cody and Ryback who just left, and and then Damian Sundar who he, they made their debuts last night. Well, Cody made his Damian debut last night, so you know there's a lot of irony that goes into it. Honestly, it would be really interesting to see that because honestly, I don't watch TNA, I don't follow it, I have no interest in it. So the fact if they do buy it and have all these guys that that I've never heard of be be able to see them because I'll be completely honest, I might get I might get like like shouts like not shouts but like caught off for this. I didn't know who Bobby Roode was until he came to NXT, but I knew who who you know who Austin Arizona people, but like like Bobby, I didn't know who, who he was because I didn't watch TNA. So like I said, the fact if TNA does get bought and they all come to the I honestly like that to see new guys, fresh new faces along with all the cruiserweights. Yeah, you deserve this for that, you know. <laughs> you deserve that. <laughs> How dare you not know Bobby Roode before he... Oh, my God, you you are banned from speaking for the rest of the night. No, I'm just kidding, little punk. You could talk because you're a man. What are you doing? No, he he could talk. You can't, Millie. He's a man. You're a woman. Anyway. Uh-oh. Sit down. Oh. <laughs> Rick... Maker, sit down. I'm tired of this. My job is on the line. Yeah, I can't get physical with my coworkers. Did you just tell me, Millie, she couldn't talk because Nick was a man and she's a woman? Did I hear you say that, really? Yes, he did. Uh, you're in the corner, George. You're banned. Thank you. Millie, the show's yours. <laughs> Come on, it's going to sink like the Titanic. Your old character on us there, George, for a minute. I think you went electrical, electrical on us for a minute there. With your old character. Well, 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 technically, it's another character that you saw. That's <laughs> uh, right. Personally, and I think that that uh, little punk uh, witnessed face to face. And I <laughs> listen, guys. I, I, now we're just gonna to have to a little fun. Him. I'm sorry, Matt. You might be able to replace George now. Oh, uh, we, <laughs> we might have to work out. Definitely have to. Definitely. We're going we're to buy out for George. <laughs> no, hell no. <laughs> it's not for sale. <laughs> no, but uh, time to have a little fun here. We already talked about all the topics. Uh, <laughs> believe it or not, guys, a long time ago, uh, <laughs> the way I met little CM Punk was when I portrayed a character that hated women. And personally, I still don't see why women... Anyway, but... Uh, Personally, uh, I, I got in Little Punk's face because uh, he he was booing me. I was a heel, and 
<laughs> and Rick out of nowhere <laughs> jumps in and he's like, oh, what? what are you gonna? And I'm like, oh my God, I'm about to get my butt handed to me by this man. <laughs> oh, no, no, no. As we, as we know now, that was, that's, we all know that's all part of the deal. So we're all one big happy family now. Yep. No, it, <laughs> I think Little Punk would would never forget that day because I I got in his face and he was there showing off his title and everything and and all of a sudden I don't know where here comes the enforcer and I'm like oh snap let me back off <laughs> so especially because Little Punk was surrounded by the main event uh, the what what did they call themselves the main event mafia the MFG the, main event gang, yeah, yep. yeah the MFG. So Little Punk was surrounded by that. So imagine, uh, like, not just Rick Foley over here standing up to you, but then you have, like, a, a swarm of big, hefty dudes just stand up all at the same time. It's like, oh, my God. <laughs> this is an entire brigade. <laughs> so it, it was you. pretty scary. Well, Little CM Punk has security detail. I told you that. He, he does. Hey, by the way, Little Punk, I never, ever asked you your opinion about that day. How how did you feel when I got in your face? Uh, I thought, you know what, it's just some guy I don't know getting in my face, blah, blah, blah. He's probably not as tough as he looks. And I would have, you know, I was going to more, but, you know, I still need backup because who knows, you probably would have taken a shot at me. But I've gone back, so we all know how it worked out. <laughs> 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 oh, by the way, all the guys have came out and like stopped you, so you know. Either way, no, dude, I don't know if they would have stopped me or eat me. But anyway, the uh, the fact both. is, probably both. Yeah. Both. <laughs> <laughs> no, but uh, by the way, uh, Millie Lorraine has a message for you. Really, yeah. Lorraine? Really? Lorraine says Millie kick his butt. Woo! <laughs> That's a headhunter. <laughs> He's above you. <laughs> All of a sudden, this is like a team up against me. But anyway, we're now just awaiting the phone call from Mr. We're we're awaiting the phone call from Mr. Solo. Uh, he should be calling in any minute. Uh, th this is this is an interview I'm actually really looking forward to. When when I was able to sit down and speak with him and say, hey, can you come on? And he said yes. And, and of course, here on Reality Check, we are very flexible with our, with our guests, with anything they need. And when he told me, hey, uh, you know, I can't do it until a certain time, I have no problem being flexible for our guests. Neither does Millie, neither does Mandy, neither does Little Punk. But just to say for the fact that he was willing to lend us his time, no matter what, why shouldn't we be flexible for you? That's what I'm saying. Like, these guys, the most they do for us is sacrifice their bodies day in and die out. And what I mean by seven days a week, I, sure, they might not wrestle seven days a week, but they train, they go to the gym, they, they, they do their cardio, they do everything just to remain in shape. For why? For then that coming weekend or that coming week, they could stay in shape to provide you a good, entertaining match. And I have so much respect for every worker, okay, every single one, whether you're a man or a woman, that what they do in this business. And hence, 
why here on Reality Check Radio, we don't just focus on the veterans. Yes, the veterans, power to them. We would love, we would love to talk to you on a future episode. But you know what? We also want to give the, the, sh- uh, the spotlight to these young generations, the ones that people say, oh, well, we, we will like you now when you get to the WWE. We're soon going to have Americano on the show. We're going to have the golden boy, Greg Anthony. We're going to be working. <clears throat> <clears throat> Ooh, excuse me. Sorry. Ooh. Can't swallow the bug. <laughs> Steven Pena, man. Steven Pena, bro. Can't we're going to have Facade on the show. Uh, you know, we're going to have Casey Carlisle. We're going to have so many great stars. And on top of that, the affiliations that Millie and I are working on. It's ridiculous. So, of course, here on Reality Check Radio, I have to put it over. You know, I, I know I'm plugging it a lot. But don't ever feel, you know, if you're a guest, a future guest, and you're tuning in, don't ever feel obligated or forced because we will be flexible for you because that's how much we respect your work to entertain us. That's what I mean. Whew, I think I'm done talking. Well, I, I LLX, let me let me just butt in for a little bit real quick. Um, due to the simple fact was this weekend that just passed was the tryouts at the um the performance center. Can you speak right right now? And um, it, I don't know if anyone watched. I did repost it the um the tryouts on our fan page. Um, so that way you guys were directly informed as to what was going on. Um, let me tell you, looking at those videos and watching them. You know, in action, these men and women are very promising. And I'm not just saying that because I know one of them. I'm not just saying that. But <laughs> um, <laughs> the the tryouts are very, very promising. You know, this this new team that's coming in, I'm hoping that, you know, that they pick the right people for the new and upcoming, you know, you know, for the new NXT roster that's going to be coming up very soon. These new people be pushing out the old NXT roster into the main roster. So I'm very excited yeah. to see where and who will be on the new roster. And I'm crossing all fingers, toes, everything that you possibly cross. And I'm hoping that my my one of my good friends, um, who we will also be having on the show um, for Halloween, um, October 31st, um, Stephen Pena. And I just he's putting in so much, and I can't. And that's a plug, guys. Sorry. <laughs> no. Well, as a matter of fact. You know. You know, yeah, Stephen, I, I saw the video, by the way. You, you posted it, and, and I was watching the video, the one that you shared. And, and yeah, uh, you know, Stephen Pena really outshined. He did amazing in those rope drills. Uh, yeah. But another, you know, just to name other names here, Nicole Savoy, you know, was at that tryout. Mm-hmm. Uh, one of the uh, four horsewomen of, of um, Ronda Rousey was there. Uh, also, uh, Eddie Kingston. A veteran of the business was there. Bro, yeah. I am loving what the WWE is becoming and what the future holds. And talking about future, guys, who's ready for Mr. Aaron Solo? <laughs> we are. <laughs> All right, so let's go ahead and op- – I don't think I could put this guy more over than I already did earlier. Let's go ahead and bring on Mr. Aaron Solo – Mr. Solo, are you there? Yes, I'm here. <laughs> How are you doing, Mr. Solo? <laughs> I'm doing good. How about you? 
I can't complain, man. I can't complain. You know, I I feel like, uh, uh, you know, I couldn't put you any more, because usually I do a nice little introduction for you guys, but I've been doing that intro throughout the entire show. <laughs> so I don't know how much more I could have put you over than I already did. <laughs> I, I have no idea what else to say. <laughs> well, man, so, I appreciate it. <laughs> no. It's always a pleasure, Mr. Solo, and like I was mentioning earlier, you know, I respect your time. I thank you very, very, very much for taking your time to come on the show. I know you were very busy earlier, and you still had time to come on. So we highly, highly appreciate your time right now, sir. Oh, yeah, so. no worries. <clears throat> love to talk, so, yeah. <laughs> Well, that's awesome. Good. We got a talker then. So basically, let me start off with this, Mr. Solo. You, you're a cruiserweight veteran, at least in my eyes. Uh, you've done almost everything. You actually also were called up for the Cruiserweight Classic, which we'll touch, uh, touch base on that a little later. But because you've been in the Cruiserweight division for so long, for, for a good majority of your career, I wanted to mainly ask you, how do you feel like the cruiserweight division has evolved in a way? Uh, like because a lot of people, for the ones who watched international wrestling, they got to know cruiserweights from Mexico, and even there has evolved. But for the ones who just watched American wrestling, of course it started in ECW, then transferred over to WCW, and even here in America it has evolved. So in your opinion, how do you feel has, has it changed? Um, I think uh, right now is definitely a, a good time to be a cruiserweight. Um, you know, cruiserweights uh, really a year ago didn't exist anymore. It was a thing where, like, it was a thing, like you said, in ECW, WCW. And then um, I don't know the exact year, but whenever, whatever year it was, they did away with the cruiserweight title. Like, you know, it, it just cruiserweights were non-existent in that, like, time period, which might have been, like, could be wrong here, but I want to say it's almost been 10 years now, maybe, maybe a little less than that, but uh, a long time mm-hmm. that cruiserweights have been gone, and uh, you know, now cruiserweights are being like, showcased really well, and um, you know, like, when uh, when they're on Raw now, like, this whole new thing on Raw, like, uh, you notice there's very little differences with, like, uh, when Prado's um, going to get or whatever, they get big spectacle just for the cruiserweight. They change the ropes and change the turnbuckles. It's canvas. There's a little cruiserweight logos there. And, uh, you know, that little, like, thing shows up on your screen that shows your name where, like, you know, it's a Roman Reigns. It would have the Raw logo, but the cruiserweight their own little cruiserweight logo. So, like, you know, it's a very, very, like, cool thing to see that, like, cruiserweight Okay, and uh, just to let you know, Mr. Solo, uh, I don't know if you're crossing a dead zone or something, but we are hearing you a little breaking up just a tiny bit. Uh, I just wanted to give you a he- little heads up, just in case. Oh, okay, no, I mean, uh, I've, I've got good service here, but I do hear a little bit of static. Yeah, yeah, I, I'm, I do too, so I have no idea where it's coming from, but... <laughs> But just in case, I just, I, I'm not saying that, you know, it, it's, you're in a, de- well, it, whether it be dead zone or something, if in case we disconnect, uh, just feel free uh, to call back in just in case. But, sure, okay. I will. Uh, basically, uh, back to, uh, to what we were talking about then. And, and yeah, like, they, they literally have given the spotlight a lot more to, you know, to the cruiserweights than even back then, like how you were mentioning. Uh, with the WCW, ECW, because before they used to never change the canvases or the turnbuckles for that matter. Uh, you know, but also 
cruiserweights are not just very popular here, Mr. Solo. They're also popular, you know, in other countries like Mexico and, and Japan. Uh, like, Japan is actually very popular for their Super Juniors uh, tournament. Yeah. Have you ever mm-hmm. thought about joining the Super Junior tournament one year? You know, I would love to. Um, it's just a matter of, you know, getting in contact with the right people and stuff. But, uh, you know, if that opportunity presented itself, I would, I would definitely jump on it. <laughs> I, w- I would love to see you in it, as, as a matter of fact. Who, who, like, out of all those Japanese stars that portray in the Super Junior, Mr. Solo, who do you feel like you would want to face? Um, jeez, man, I don't, I couldn't even, like, really pick, um, I guess just Ibushi, just, I don't know, just because Ibushi was, like, the man at the WWE Cruiserweight one, so, like, he would be really cool, um, yeah, dude, I, I, I don't even know who else to name, to be honest with you. <laughs> well, it, well, personally, me as a fan of your your work, Mr. Solo, I would love to see you jump in there. Which I think uh, Jushin actually said that he wasn't doing any more tournaments. But I would love to see mm-hmm. you go in there and face Jushin Thunder Liger. Just, oh yeah, dude, that would be just, that would be a huge honor. <laughs> yeah, because I know that he's coming to to the end of his career, I believe. Uh, you know, mm-hmm. like at least the the last couple of matches, uh, I, he hasn't announced anything, but he's reaching that final yeah. breaking point. But uh, uh, yeah. besides cruiserweights, you're you're also a tag team specialist uh, with uh, the Flying Solo with Jason Cade. Uh, this past Friday, mm-hmm. as a matter of fact, uh, you were challengers uh, against the Hooligans for the FIP tag team titles. Uh, so right. how did that work out? Um, well, it actually didn't work out too good. Um, we ended up losing the match and, uh, you know, Cade, he's, he's been a bit, um, I don't know. He's been a bit all over the place lately and stuff. And I kind of just got tired of him. So I don't know if you saw it, but I actually, uh, I had to put Cade in his place after the match. Hmm. Ah, so, so we're going to man, then in that case, I'm, it's a shame to see the flying solo team uh, break up, but it, 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 I think, uh, for a journalist, uh, standpoint, it's going to be a, a great deal for the fans just to see Cade and you go at it at one-on-one. Just, just saying. Now, also with that being said, you know, WWN, the, the company, the, the third party company you work with, uh, mm-hmm. with whether it be FIP, Evolve, et cetera, et cetera, uh, now has that close relationship working with the WWE. Uh, they have that term where, you know, you could possibly pop up in the WWE, whether you're contract or not, uh, whether you're going over or you're not. Uh, is there any possibility we might see you in the, in the WWE ring in the future? You know, um, I can't give you a for sure answer just because I honestly don't know. I would love to tell you, yes, you will. But, um, you know, um, I've, I haven't heard anything, um, since the cruiserweight show. So as of right now, it's all kind of just a mystery, but you know, I'm definitely, uh, my phone is open to them and they know how to contact me. And, um, you know, if they did, I, it's not something I would turn down. So, I mean, hopefully, hopefully we will, I will soon. God forbid, just I hope it's not against Braun Strowman. <laughs> God forbid. <laughs> well, I, I'm going to go ahead and pass on the mic over to my next uh, guest here. I mean, my next host, sorry. Uh, so, Millie, Mr. Solo's all yours. Thank you very much, Mr. Solo. Yeah, yeah, no problem.
And thank you, George. Hello, Aaron. Hey, what's up? <laughs> oh, oh, man. Where do I start? Well, first of all, I have to definitely say it was definitely um, – I was introduced to you first off um, when you were here in South Florida for Ronan 11. Um, that match alone was amazing, and I have to definitely give you the most up respect and say what you do is definitely, definitely an art. I can't even say a talent because it's an art. So that's my little statement for you. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks. Thanks. <laughs> You're welcome, Aaron. Um, now, my question for you at this point, um, because I'm actually going to touch more with you on the cruiserweight. Now, when you got that call, how did how did you feel? I know I always I have to ask this question because everyone's reaction is always different. Because when we spoke with, um, oh my God, Sean, he had a different answer. So I have to ask you the same question. Okay. Uh, how did I feel when I got it? Um, yeah, with that call. You know, I, I was definitely surprised because. Um, when I was notified about being an alternate for the Cruiserweight Classic, um, they had – so, like, we all heard of the Cruiserweight show for a bit at this point, and, um, you know, they were saying they were going along with it, but they hadn't actually announced who was on it. And I mm-hmm. assumed that they had already picked everybody. I was like, oh, they had picked everybody, but they just didn't – you know, they just – they're keeping it a secret for now. So um, they actually – uh, had called me after they had announced that they were doing the show. So um, I was, I was very surprised. Like I wasn't expecting it at all. And, you know, like, of course, like it's always a dream to like do anything with WWE. I, I think any wrestler, um, anybody that, you know, uh, decides to become a wrestler, like that's the ultimate goal. I know everybody's got different goals, say maybe 95% of people who are, decided to be wrestlers it's to get to WWE and like um you know to get that call was like it it, it felt like I um uh, I meant something you know what I mean and like everything yeah. that I've done over the years and everything that I sacrificed like there was uh it was like it was like it actually like was worth it instead of just like man I don't know if I left my family and my friends and moved away from home just to like you know just to like be a guy that nobody's ever heard of but like that was like um uh, uh, man, I'm I'm I can't think of the word, but that like really like solidified a lot of like stuff for me. So like even though I wasn't a part of the tournament, and I really wish I was, um, you know, they say there's 32 guys in the tournament. Uh, there was really 37 of us that they picked because there was five alternates. You know, myself, yeah. um, Jesse Sorensen, jo- uh, Johnny Vandal, Ortegon, um, Mr. 450, and Kai Katana as well. You know, so there's really there's 37 of us out of out of thousands of other cruiserweight guys. So like it, it definitely like felt really good to be a part of that. Yeah. That's awesome. Now for people who aren't familiar, like I said, um, I was personally introduced to you when I first saw you at Ronan 11 with your style. Um, what brought you to the style that you're at today? What really inspired you for that? Um, you know, like I had just mentioned is I've, I've moved around quite a bit wrestling um you know i i got trained in calgary um alberta canada with lance storm and then you know after training there i moved home which would be the uh like san francisco bay area in california and um you know this just a bit of the style of that like i, I couldn't really 
touch base with the Calgary style because I didn't do any shows actually, but just the training there and the training in California was a bit different. Then I had moved to St. Louis to train with Davey Richards, where in the Midwest the the style is um, very fast paced, very like you know um, like striking and like all this like very intricate intricate like type of wrestling. And then from there I had moved to Florida, and where like you know. A, you get kind of a lot of everything because in Florida you got the ex WWE guys, the ex TNA guys. Like everybody's basically lived in Florida at some point when it comes to wrestling. And um, yeah, and like now I've actually recently relocated over to Austin, Texas, and like now I'm just trying to uh, like um, try to fit into this type of style. And like I just feel like that that's kind of what played a big point of uh, my style is just. You know, I, I'm picking up little things everywhere that I'm moving to and, you know, just trying to cover all bases, I guess. Awesome, awesome. Yeah, because, I, you know, we do have listeners who are not barely as, you know, pretty George probably told you. We have some followers that aren't really familiar with the Indies, um, you know, aspect of everything. They're more, you know, strictly WWE, and that's what they, you know, that's what they stick to. So, um, yeah. you know, that was, you know, the main reason for my question on that one. Um now, my last question is, if uh, you had to pick a certain style, what style would you stick with, if you had to? If I had to, um, man, you know, I don't know, that's a tough question. Uh, I've, I've always very liked the technical guys a lot, like, uh, you know, like Mr. Perfect, and, um, like, you, you definitely one of my favorite guys to watch, um. So I guess I would say technical, but honestly, it's like I think if I you like told me to just pick one, it's something I'd get very bored of. It's like it's kind of like saying like, uh, you know, if you could only eat one flavor of ice cream for the rest of your life, what would you eat? Like if you pick chocolate, chocolate's gonna get boring after a little bit, even if it is your favorite. But uh, I guess I would say technical. But I I I love like the different styles and stuff, and which is another reason why I love the the cruiserweight classic because there's so many different styles with all those guys. Exactly, but that's why I, I asked you the question because again, your style. As I watched you back at one eleven, you just you just throw different styles at it. You know, at just at, at random times, but it just it just flows. It's again, it's like art. It's like you know, painting a picture for someone because people think, as you probably know, being in the industry for the amount of years that you've been in, people just look at wrestling as ah, it's just wrestling. It's fake, whatever. It's not knowing that you guys do put in the time, you guys do put in the effort, and you sacrifice your body day in and day out. Yeah. You know, so, you know, I definitely, that's why I asked you the questions I did. Um, that was it for me, Mr. Aaron. I will be now passing it over to my amazing little brother, little CM Punk. Go ahead, take it away. Well, hi, Aaron. I'll see you again. Thank you for taking the time out to talk to us. Um, my first question to you is, um, you know, like you've been wrestling for a long time. Um, who were your influence, in, um, excuse me, um, influences growing up? Like, who was, was there ever one specific person that made you, like, want to become a professional wrestler growing up? Oh, that's, that's an easy one. Uh, it's an easy one, and I think it's one that'll, like, take certain people by surprise, because I don't think they'd expect it. Um, the... The answer is Tatanka, uh, the Native American Tatanka, because when I was watching, my dad always watched wrestling, 
and he always kind of had it on TV, and I've always played with wrestling toys ever since I could remember, but, you know, I didn't. I was just playing with stuff my dad had bought me. But uh, I remember he was watching uh, Tatanka versus Shawn Michaels at WrestleMania 9, and seeing Tatanka with the red hair was, like, the coolest thing I had ever seen in my entire life. So once I saw that, I was hooked, and I was... Um, WrestleMania 9. I think I'm like six years old at this point, five or six years old, something like that. And uh, yeah, Tatanka was always like uh, my favorite ever since then. And then like, you know, as wrestling evolved and Tatanka disappeared, then Chris Jericho was like the guy that I like really, really like uh, enjoyed watching. But that's cool. Nice. Um, Next question is, out of all the matches that you've wrestled in your career, which match has been your favorite and why? Um, and you know, I don't have a favorite match. Um, and yeah, I don't, that that one's tough because I I don't really have a favorite match. There's just like there's um there's some things that were really cool. You know, like the times like I had wrestled for NXT and stuff. Where those are definitely like ones that stood out in my like mind. But um, if I had to pick like an indie one, the one that just comes like first to mind was uh. The one with uh, Chris Hero and Alex Chamberlain, and um, the reason I say that one is because you know uh, Chris Hero. He was a guy that like I didn't watch too too much of him. I I knew who he was, and then I started watching him maybe a year before I that match had happened. And um, you know, like working with him was like so easy, like so so easy, like. And the way that he went about, like, uh, orchestrating everything was, like, um, I don't know. Like, it was just, it was, it was it, everything I felt just gelled really well with me and him. So, like, uh, I would say that that one just because it's the one that most recently comes to my mind. Yeah, that was at Ronin, right? It was at Ronin, yeah. Yeah, I forgot. I remember watching that match. I was a couple matches. Um, my last question is, what is your dream match? Like, if you could have wrestled anybody you want, past, present, future, and who would you wrestle and why? Is it guys' dream match? Um, so my dream match for would actually be, man, I, I've got three guys in mind, and one of them will definitely never happen. So uh, one would be <laughs> Mr. Perfect, because um, Mr. Perfect, I was just that. He was pretty much like perfect at everything. Um, and I feel like if I got to wrestle him, I would learn like so much, maybe like just like years worth of knowledge in whatever little time frame I would get with him. Um, Tatanka, for the reason of like he's the guy that you know I uh, I basically started watching wrestling and wanted to be a wrestler. And then Chris Jericho, just because like again, like I said, Jericho is my next like guy after Tatanka, and I think Jericho's like the man. He's like really well-rounded at everything. He's a great talker, a great wrestler, um, and he's been around forever, and he's never been seriously hurt, so like that must that must say a lot about his like work and stuff, you know, so yeah, I get, but those would be my picks. Sorry, I couldn't pick just one. I had to pick three. <laughs> Alright, well, that's interesting. Uh, okay, I think that was my last question, so uh, again, thank you for taking the time to talk to us and answer my questions. I'm passing it back to George. Thank you, little punk. So I'm basically I, because I was talking about evolution with you, and I and I didn't touch base with this. Um, you know, Mr. Solo, we've talked about how the business has evolved, 
you know, as, as mm-hmm. far as the cruiserweights uh, or cruiserweight wrestling. But we didn't talk about how you have evolved with the business. H- how do you feel like have you evolved with it? Because now it's like it, the the stage, it, like before it used to be like back in the 70s, 80s, it used to be by territories. And now it's like mm-hmm. a grander stage, you know. It's like, oh, my God, what do I do? How have you evolved with the business? Um, I don't know um, exactly, like, what, what do you mean? Do you mean, like, myself as a person or, um, like, yeah, as like, far as, like, helping wrestling? Yeah, like, helping wrestling, have you had to change your style a little bit from day one when you first came in uh, to, to today, you know, things of that nature? Yeah, um, I guess as far as, like, wrestling-related-wise, um, yeah, like, when I had first started wrestling, it was very, very basic, just basic, basic things that I did. And, uh, you know, like, moving around, like I had mentioned earlier, that's definitely what helped me evolve. Um, I don't know if I've, I would, I don't think I'm a, a big enough name to be, like, I made such a huge impact on wrestling that I've helped it evolve, um, maybe later on in life and stuff, but... Uh, you know, wrestling, I think, is just evolving, like, as a whole. Like, I think it's like, um, you know, like, two years ago, maybe three years ago, like, WWE didn't really pay attention to indie guys. And uh, mm-hmm. now it's almost nothing but indie guys. So, like, I don't, I don't, I wouldn't say that was me that did that. I would say that was, like, collectively a group of guys. And definitely, like, there was other guys more so than I did that, like, helped that out. I'd like to think I was a part of helping that out. But, um, you know, there's guys like Johnny Gargano, Tommaso, um, you know, a lot of the guys in the Cruiserweight Classic, TJ Perkins. Those are the guys who definitely, like, kind of just banged. Like, they're just making so much noise on the indies for years that they're, they're almost undeniable that WWE is going to, you know, like, eventually see them. And um, that, that's just good for everybody because, you know, like, a, like two years ago, uh, to be a cruiserweight was not beneficial and it's almost made WWE out of reach because, like I said, cruiserweights didn't exist. And, like, those guys that I just mentioned, Cardano, TJ, Tommaso, um, you know, Cedric, Alexander, like, those are the guys that, like, they deserve the credit, I think, for evolving it to cruiserweights getting the attention. Well, so, and that's awesome. Great point that you made there, by the way. Thank you so very much. But, and also, Mr. Solo, I have to ask this, man, because from from fan to, I'm pretty sure you're still a fan of the product, obviously, or else, uh, like oh, people yeah, say, if you're not a fan, you know, if you're not a fan of the product, why are you in it? You know, um, yeah. basically, <laughs> let me ask, how did the little fan in you feel when you saw, like, even you, you show up in the WWE Network during specials. I'm not going to name with who because I don't want to put your personal life out there. But, you know, you, you showed up on a couple cameos, on a couple specials. Uh, you mentioned a couple things. When you saw yourself on those WWE Network specials, how did that inner fan of you feel? Um, you know, when it came to, like, I'm assuming you're talking about breaking ground. When it came to breaking ground, uh, I was kind of whatever about that, to be honest, just because that's not something I, I don't think I ever was, uh, I was ever like, hey, man, I I, I really want to be, like, filmed in my kitchen one day, you know what I mean? Like, so, it, it was definitely <laughs> cool, but it wasn't, like, a dream of mine, um, 
I've, I have had a few NXT matches here and there. Um, I, I believe I've had three or three or four that were televised, and those were like really, um, you know, th- those were very surreal. Like you know, they weren't they weren't very long, but it was very very surreal just because um, uh, you know, whenever when I go back years ago and like telling like my friends and classmates and stuff like, oh, I want to be a wrestler, like you know, like nobody takes that serious. They think it's a they think it's a joke or they start laughing or whatever. And then it's kind of like, you know, once they saw that, they're like, you know, I talked to them, those same guys who like didn't believe it. And they're like, man, that's now they can't believe that. Like I kind of made them eat their words. You know what I mean? So like, uh, it's a very, very cool feeling. And, um, yeah, I don't know. I I don't really know how to explain it, but it's, it's awesome. (laughs) Like it's really good feeling. No, and I just wanted to break out laughing just how you were mentioning. Oh my God, that that's it's not like I wanted to be filmed in my kitchen. <laughs> you could make a good yeah. point. Uh, your scene was in your kitchen. <laughs> yeah. So I, I remember that quite well. It was in, I believe, in your apartment. I think, or house. It was. Uh, it, apartment. Yeah. yeah. Like, and uh, <laughs> oh god, that was just random. Like when I just saw your face on there, I'm like, Aaron Solo, Aaron's Aaron's on TV. <laughs> but yeah. Uh, yeah, like I I just needed to ask you on that, Aaron, because I, I again I know like shoot, if I ever was filmed as a fan, you know, outside of the arena, and they they caught me on video and they put me out there, I'll be like, oh, I'm on WWE television. <laughs> you know, yeah. I could only imagine you. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. but uh, to to close this uh, off, and this is not to say, hey, doubt yourself or anything, but if you had to look back from day one to now, Mr. Solo, are you proud of every mm. step you took in the professional wrestling world? Uh, I am. Um, you know, I if I had one, no, if I had two, there's two regrets I have, but I don't think they're the biggest regrets. So it's not. Um, I don't think it's, like, too big a deal. The two things that I do regret is um, when I trained in Calgary, I got very sick and went back home the day after training. I wish I had stayed there a few months longer. So that's regret number one. And regret number two is I wish I had started when I was 18 because I started when I was 20. So those are the two regrets uh, I have. But uh, everything else besides that, you know, um, it's I, I'm very happy with how everything turned out. Um, you know, it's... It, there were probably better choices I could have made during some point of that, but I think that's just how life goes. Like you could always make better choices at certain points. And, you know, I'm, I'm very happy where I'm at now. If uh, I got injured or whatever, where they're like, you can't wrestle again tomorrow, you know, I'd be very happy because I felt like I gave, I gave everything that um, I felt I could give to get to this point. So, um, yeah, I, I have no regrets besides what I just told you guys. And thank you very much for sharing that, uh, you know, with us as far as your regrets is concerned. I I know those are sometimes very private to some individuals, and I thank you very much for that. And I have one question here from Mr. Matthew. He wants to know, would you ever wrestle up north in New York City, and who would you face up here uh, if you know anyone? Uh, Yeah, of course. I would love to go go up northeast. That's actually – probably like the only area I've really like not ever had a, a wrestling match in. Um, and if I could pick one, you know, um, 
he just he just came to my mind first. Bull Dempsey came to mind first, or Bull James is what he's going by now. So I think he would be my pick. But uh, I know that there's a guy out there by the name of Pat Buck who's very well known in the New York area. So uh, he'd he'd be a good choice as well. He runs uh, WrestlePro, if I'm correct. Uh, I think so. I know he does that Creative Pro, I believe, with uh, with Kurt Hawkins, Brian Myers. Yeah. Maybe. I could I, be wrong. I, think, I don't know. I think he does. Yeah, I, I think he runs uh, an organization known as Russell. Like, because Pat Bug used to be the partner of uh, Eric uh, from Pro Wrestling Syndicate. And I feel like he kind of, like... Um, stemmed into his own organization known as Russell Pro. Uh, again, I could be wrong. I'm not in that business like that, but uh, I feel like that was last I heard about, you know, when it comes to Pat Buck. But, yeah, you, you are completely right. That guy is legendary, especially up in that part of the the, the neighborhood. So I'm about done here. Uh, Millie, do you have any last comments uh, for Mr. Solo? No, I'm done. All right. Uh, Little Punk, anything? Uh, no, just, you know, again, like, thank you for taking the time to talk to us, and that's basically, yeah. All righty. So, Mr. Solo, again, thank you very much for your time. Uh, let's go ahead and do your plugs. How can fans get a hold of you, uh, whether they can follow you on Twitter, uh, if you have a fan page on Facebook, how can bookers get a hold of you, and when's going to be your next appearance? Um, so the best way to follow or get a hold of me would just be through Twitter and or Instagram. Uh, the Twitter would be a a at a a r o n s o l o w, and then um, Instagram would also be at Aaron Solo, but that would be spelled a a r o n underscore s o l o w. That's the social media that I have. Um, and my next appearance will actually be this Friday in Live Oak, Texas for uh, branded, out, branded Outlaw Wrestling. And then um, next week I will be staying in Austin, Texas, where I'm currently living for a wrestle circus, where uh, that's going to be a really big show. There's a bunch of guys on it. I'll be wrestling um, Ricky Starks, Zima Ion, and Scorpio Style on that one. Yeah, uh, uh, of course, man. I, I, I is that gonna be streamed? Please tell me that's gonna be streamed. <laughs> man, I have no idea. I'm sure this guy's gonna definitely have DVDs if he's not streaming it. But uh, you know, it's it's their very first show, and I think he's taking it all a step at a time. But when I talk to him, I'll definitely okay. mention uh, streaming to him. Yeah, because I, I knowing how uh, a lot of uh, the companies uh, nowadays are doing streams, like th- that's the new thing now. I think WWN really should take the pride in that because I think they were really the first ones to start doing it. Yeah, man, they've been doing it when, forever. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, man, uh, I really hope I, I will purchase that DVD just for that match. But Aaron, thank you so very much again. Uh, I, I really appreciate your time coming on, uh, spending your time with us for at least 30 minutes or so, uh, especially after a long day, you know, that you had. So thank you very much for coming on tonight. Oh, thanks for having me, guys. I appreciate it. No, it's our pleasure, sir. You're welcome back anytime. If you ever want to promote anything, let us know. I will, man. All right. Thank you, guys. Take care. Thank you, sir. Bye-bye. Yeah. 
All right, that was Mr. Aaron Solo. What a great interview that was. He touched everything from the Cruiserweight Classic to the evolution of Cruiserweights to the evolution of himself and, of course, who his dream matches would be. Shoot, that caught me for a loop that his inspiration was Tatanka. (laughs) I was kind of surprised by that. I didn't – he said it. He said that, you know, that it would have been a surprise. Just saying. Right, that's a huge surprise. Yeah, that. Yeah, he he mentioned it. He said uh, that he we would be caught off guard with who inspired him, which was Tatanka. So I'm like, whoa! I remember just hearing the yee you know, thing for his theme song. Um, you know, I actually cried when Tatanka turned heel and joined the million dollar uh, organization. Wow. I actually teared. I actually teared yeah. up when that happened. No, no. I was a young no. fan. Leave me oh, alone. You're really about to get your man car taken away. So, yeah, no, don't do that. <laughs> well, guys, we're about done with today's show. Uh, let's do our plugs uh, around the room, starting with Millie. Millie, go for it. Yo. All right. You guys can definitely find me on Twitter at Mills4U, which is M I L. S-Z, the number four in the letter U. Or you can find me on Facebook at Millie Crew. Or, yeah, if you guys are following the fan page, you definitely will find me there. And just uh, add me. Or you can find me on Instagram at Miss Awesome, which is spelled M-I-S, which is Z. Awesome, how it's usually spelled. A-W-E-S-O-M with three E's. Not one, but three. Follow me there, guys. All right. And there will be more pre-shows to come and more stuff being aired um, as I get closer to my um, my New York trip. So you guys will actually be following me as I will be meeting some of our affiliates and, you know, the, you know, and the list goes on and on and on. Awesome. And Little Punk? All right, guys, you can find me on Instagram at, at little underscore cm underscore punk. I believe that's the same thing for Twitter, at little underscore cm underscore punk. And you can like my fan page on tw- on Facebook, just little cm punk, and, and that's it, George. All right. So, guys, just make sure you follow us on Facebook for all your upcoming Reality Check Radio news uh, as far as future guests. Uh, we actually posted up something today uh, saying that who do you want to see uh, coming up in December and January uh, because bookings will begin soon. So who do you want to see come on the show? Go ahead and respond to it on the fan page. Uh, you could uh, like us there at Facebook.com backslash Reality Check Pod. Again, is facebook.com backslash reality check pod. Uh, and of course, go ahead and like us there. Guys, next week we are back to our regular scheduled showtime at 6 p.m. Eastern Standard Time when we have the Neon Ninja Facade on the show. Guys, just to let you know, he's a big fan of Ninja Turtles. <laughs> so, uh, 
One thing I definitely have to ask him, because he is, uh, you know, also into martial arts, I have to ask him, how did he feel when he saw a Ninja Turtle enter the octagon to face off against Jason David Frank? <laughs> so I definitely definitely want to ask him for his opinion on that one. So Facade will be on with us next week at 6 p.m., the Neon Ninja. Uh, so you definitely do not want to miss that colorful character. And, guys, for everyone here on Real, oh, and also, of course, the debut of Mandy Scarlett here on our show, uh, our newest voice, our newest little sister on the show. Again, I hope you feel better if you're still listening. Uh, if not, uh, we'll see you next week. But, guys, uh, I think I'm about done. Millie, you have any final uh, comments? Oh, do not have any final comments. Well, wait, do I? Uh, if I do, you guys will just see me on live because I just get bored sometimes and I just want to go live. I just want you guys to see my beautiful face. And remember, I'm pretty than George. So I'm the reason why he hates me. <laughs> Listen, the for God forbid whatever reason that computer in front of you in that desk right over there hasn't broken just because just looking at you is beyond me. Anyway, little pu- hey Rick, hold her back, hold her back. She's she's too close. She's too oh, close, she's, Rick. All right, Millie. Rick, hold down there, Millie. Rick, calm her down. Yep. Okay, anyway. Millie. Calm down there, Millie. You're good. Little punk, any last words? No, the only thing I would say is thank you all for tuning in again to another amazing show, and I'll see you all guys next week. All right. And no, Matthew, you do not have a final comment because we have to get out of this. Oh, God, and Lorraine, stop supporting Millie. (laughs) Anyway, for everyone here on Reality Check Radio, we got to run out of the studio and go catch Monday Night Raw for we could have something to say for next week. So for everyone here on Reality Check Radio, I want to say good night, take care of yourself, and most importantly, of course, stay real. Good night, folks. Thank you all for joining us. Remember to come back next Monday at 6 p.m. right here on Block Talk Radio and get your dose of Reality Check.